as many of you know, if you've been listening to these, the Coon Street Podcast has been doing almost daily discussions of 10 minutes with various friends. And uh, today I'm spending 10 minutes with what is probably the science fiction and fantasy world's most famous baseball fan, Rick Wilbur. How are you, Rick? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, thanks for uh, for talking with me, for having a chat. It's 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 great to to catch up a little bit, uh, and I hope I hope you're willing to accept the baseball uh, rubric you've got. Yeah, um, for the first time in my life, I'm something of a fan of South Korean baseball. <laughs> was South Korea the was it South Korea or Japan that put cardboard cutouts in the stands so it would look like they That's were fans? Korean Korean baseball to try to That's make it amazing. look a little better. Yeah, all, all they all they need to do is add some. Uh, recorded sounds of crowds cheering, and and, and and you'll be home. That's that's uh, that's easily done. You know, the minor leagues have been doing that for for many years. Oh, um, I did not know that. There's uh, when my father was he was a minor league manager for for many years, AAA manager. Oh. He was the manager of the Charleston Senators. Um, they were in Charleston, West Virginia. They'd get on the plane and go fly to wherever they were playing, and and no radio people went with them. Instead. The local radio station that did their games, um, the, the guy the guy would look at a ticker tape that was coming in with what was happening in the game wherever it was in Louisville uh, or somewhere, and he would totally invent all the action. Great! That's I would terrific. I got to sit in on a couple of those and watch him, and I was just in awe. There was uh, fact and fiction blurred. He had a little baseball, a little tiny souvenir baseball bat that he hit on his desk. And that sounded just like the bat hitting the ball. And he would just invent, based <laughs> on something that said uh, so-and-so uh, a single, he would just invent everything. And it was it was amazing to watch. So we're, we're sort of getting back to those days in a way. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and I suspect that minor league ball will be – because minor league ball never had huge crowds anyway. Very, well, some parts do, but not well, many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, let's get to the questions we're asking everybody. What are you reading these days, or if you're able to read anything these days? I I am. Um, let's hear it for Kindle. I got to admit, because yeah. uh, you know, once I get going on something, um, I can really go. So I'm reading two or three things at once, and and I'm going to mention them all. All right. First of all, like everyone else on Earth, I'm a big fan of Kim Stanley Robinson. Oh yeah. And. Um, and we went out in January, my wife and I, Robin and I, we went out to um, Southern California to spend a few days with our daughter and her boyfriend. Uh, she's uh -huh. in, they're in Tucson. They drove over. They met us near La Jolla. Um, and we had a great time. We had a wonderful time. And then, uh, and I was doing some research there for a work in progress. Um, so we come home and, um, and Amazon wants to sell me the Wild Shore, the the Three Californias by Kim oh, Stanley giant. Robinson, from yeah, back the in the early '80s, right? Early, early KSR, and um, and holy cow, they're set in Solana Beach and La Jolla and up and down that particular coast. Oh. So I I just started going with that, and it and it was really really terrific stuff. I like um, really like the first one. Um, the Wild Shore, pretty mm. much like the second one, and then um, really liked uh, uh, Pacific Edge, the the third one again. And I'm just now finishing Pacific Edge, so that's one of the things I'm reading now. That's great. Um, I haven't no no, and th those things 
uh, you're right. They're what, 30 years old or something? Yeah, yeah, early 80s, mid 80s. Yeah. Um, there's some things that are probably dated, but there are things that are just really spot on too. It, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, actually. And I'm and I'm uh, I've always sort of been in awe of his skill, uh, mm-hmm. his sense of invention, and his and his writing style. I think he's just plus he's always interested in baseball. So hey, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and he's got some baseball in here. So darn it. So uh, so I just really love those. That's my current my current thing. And then two other ones. Uh-huh. Worth mentioning. Um, one of them is, um, I'm looking at it here, Gish Jen, a uh, very mainstream literary writer. Yeah. Um, her her most recent novel is The Resisters, which is a dystopian, near-future, um, 1984-ish kind of near-future baseball oh. novel. Baseball novel? Baseball novel. Wow. So, it was just it was just wonderful to read and uh, and I was re- really impressed and um, and then I'm gonna throw out I just read uh, the only zombie novel I think I've read in the last <laughs> ten years I'm just not a zombie guy but it's a self-published book by a, a person that was one of my students um, uh-huh. years ago and uh, Carly Fisher F I S H E R and it's Enemy Rising, and it's set in the British Raj in India. Um, and um, and it's got all of the conflicts you would imagine during during the Raj between uh, but between the the population and the and the Brits who are trying to the English who are trying to control it. And you add in some zombies that she calls them the cursed, but it's they're zombies. Mm-hmm. And if they so much as bite you, you know you're done for. And it's and it's really really terrific. So I just want to give her a shout out because I happened to be reading it last night, knowing you were calling today. Aha! Uh-huh. What's the title again? Something Rising. Enemy Rising. Okay. And it's the first of I don't know how many there's going to be, but um, uh, really nice stuff. So, and I, I very rarely get to sort of throw a shout out to a to an early writer and uh, and one of my students. So I was very happy to be able to do that. Oh, great. I'm glad you did. Do you have any ideas that uh, you'd recommend for people to read during a lockdown? Uh, anything that you kind of go to for comfort food? or? Yeah, my oh. comfort food is is spy novels. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and World War II, especially spy novels. So I would say if you want something that you could read, get totally caught up in and admire the writing, Anything by Alan First, F-U-R-S-T. Oh yeah, and he's got he's got a bunch of them out, and they're all essentially the same novel. It's very moody, um, uh, very noir, and there's people reluctantly have to become involved in the underground, and reluctantly have to become heroic and, and risk their lives. Um, and if you like Casablanca, you will love these novels so i really would recommend alan first okay i'll put that on the list as well well the third thing we want to get to is uh yeah i know you've had you just had a piece in wired magazine what a few days ago yeah yeah another um you know b- baseball um my my new collection, Rambunctious, Nine Tales of Determination, has nine of my uh-huh. favorite stories. You've reviewed it, and, and you seem to like it. I like and, it. Um, 
Good, great. And um, and it, to my mind, it doesn't have very much baseball in it. I was sort of trying to dodge baseball. It has basketball, and that's me being brave and daring to have basketball instead of baseball. Well, and, be honest, uh, I, I, and you handle basketball very well, but the minute I saw that, I thought, he's dodging baseball. <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was trying yeah. to dodge baseball. And then here's Wired talking about um, a conversation I had um, on the Geek's Guide to the Galaxy with David Barkertley, uh, a uh-huh. wonderful, wonderful guy. And um, and we talked about all sorts of stuff, and some of it was baseball, inevitably. And here's that Wired piece with um, they're walking into the cornfields in Iowa from Field of Dreams, and right. it's all about me and baseball. So I guess I guess I maybe it's time I just fully embrace that. <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm the baseball guy, I guess. Well, it's not just that you're the baseball guy. And we, I, I was uh, thinking back. Actually, I looked up a review I'd written 20-some years ago of your uh, collection of baseball stories for Garage Right. Garage all the way. Yeah. And at, at the time, I think you and I probably talked about this, baseball is the sport that seems most closely allied to literature. I mean, you, you mentioned Gish Jin, but, you know, there's, there's a baseball novel by Bernard Malamud. Sure. Uh, Nancy Willard. I mean, it, it seems to be the most literary sport for whatever reason. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, maybe followed by golf might be the next, and, and boxing is in there somewhere. But there's tons of great baseball fiction and great baseball um, science fiction, uh, for that yeah. matter. Yeah, uh-huh. and so and so I am uh, certainly a part of that small subgenre. Well, I think you should be proud of it, and I think you should embrace it. I mean, there, uh, it, it's, it's interest, interesting to me. The other thing which you'd uh, uh, published a few years ago was an anthology, Fields Fields of Dreams, right? Right, Fields of Fantasies. Fields, Fields of, of Fantasy. Fantasy, right. Right. It was a, an anthology where I collected a bunch of reprints, um, and that, in the process of putting that together, you, I began to realize that even writing fantastic baseball there's a lot of mainstream writers who have done exactly that thing so it was really interesting and and fun for me to to put that book together it was a nightshade book i think right i had a conversation once with um the with roger khan who was the uh, a sports reporter i guess for the for the new yorker i think yeah and his theory his theory was that baseball was the most character-based sport because every moment in baseball was one character versus another character. And he, he also made a point, which I'm sure... I like that heard. a lot, actually. That's a, it, it, I, that's the first time I've heard it expressed that way, and that's I like well, that a lot. He, 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 every, first, it's, it's the pitcher versus the batter. It's the batter versus the fielder. It's the fielder versus you know the base runner. Right. Uh, so it's all a one-on-one thing. And the other thing he pointed out is that... Um, Baseball is is the most novelistic because it doesn't have any clock and it doesn't have technically and you can tell me if this is wrong technically it doesn't have any uh, physical limitations at all. In other words, what he told me at the time was that at least originally the baseball rules say that the foul line extends basically to infinity. It only right. when you decide to build a stadium there. That's true. That's absolutely true. So if you keep following that arc out, um, you know, all the way around the earth, sure there is. It go that goes on. It goes on forever. And yeah. um, you know, Michael Shaban and and others have done sort of exactly that with some of their stories that are baseball stories. 
Exactly. So it's a yeah. it, it's a great thing. I would encourage you to keep up with it. Um, but at the same time, uh, we should uh, mention that you write a lot of other kinds of. Have you got other fiction coming out besides the collection Rambunctious? There's a um, yeah. There's a story in the current Asimov's called uh-huh. Ithaca that I wrote with um, with Brad Aiken. He's a, a physician in the Miami area and um, um, really loves science fiction, published a couple of stories in, uh, in Analog, I think. And he and I co-wrote this story that is <clears throat> uh, baseball. <laughs> of course. But it's, yeah, of course. Um, um, and, but we're pretty proud of it. And uh, one of the reviewers got all excited about it in one of the first reviews for this issue of, of Asimov's. Said he was putting it on his Hugo, his shortlist for Hugo. And hey, great! Yeah, so you know the early reviews are good. We'll see what they say next week, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but so far so good. And then I've got a um, um, a novelette coming out in uh, in the fall in Asimov's that I collaborated on with um, uh, Kevin J. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a it's a uh, generation ship and. I cannot think of any little even bits of baseball in there anywhere. So there you go. Just what's uh, the title of this one? That that one is called The Hind, H-I-N-D. Okay. Um, Which all makes sense if you you think about um, long, long voyages. And I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it at that. The golden, the golden hind. So um, that one was a, was a lot of fun to write. And, um, and then I have um, a piece called False Bay that's coming out in a month in an anthology that Kevin J. Anderson, who runs the publishing MA at Western Colorado University, where I where I mm-hmm. teach, um, where I long distance teach. Uh, it's a low residency program. Right. And um, and Kevin actually put his MA students to work editing an anthology called Monsters, Movies, and Mayhem um, that's, um, that's coming out um, in a month or two. Hmm. And, uh, and it was a ton of fun. So I have a, a story in there that is set in my Sidani universe that I've right. written novels about. And a lot of that's sort of the other series where I have had a lot of stories in that, in that world, where mm-hmm. a semi-benign group comes and right. sort of takes over. Yeah, except there are less benign aliens that show up later. Yes, 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 and things get ugly, yeah. Well, we're about out of t- – actually, we're a little bit over our 10 minutes that we're trying to stick to, so thanks All again. Right. Uh, again, our guest today has been Rick Wilbur. This has been a 10 Minutes with Good Street podcast, and join us next time. And thank you, Rick. Thank you, Gary. I really appreciated the conversation.